This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Reds Hot Stove League. The Reds are on the radio. Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by... Holy Grail Banks, proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM, let's create great dishes together, MSA Architects, and by Document Destruction, the official document shredding vendor of the Reds. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers, check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealer. The Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. Woody Sander Ford. I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. And hi, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Goodyear Ballpark. It's the Reds Hot Stove League for the final time prior to the start of the 2017 baseball season, which comes up Monday at Great American Ballpark against the Phillies. Jim Kelch, along with the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. We sit in Goodyear Ballpark for the second to the last time during Cactus League play this year. After the Reds were a winner, 9-3 to over the Dodgers here this afternoon. Opening day starter, Scott Feldman took the mound, and he was, uh, by all accounts, I guess, Cowboy, pretty good today. Yeah, I thought he threw the ball good. Uh, he had he had some pitch counts that got a little bit elevated, but um, I, I think at this point in, in spring, especially for a veteran pitcher like Scott Feldman, there's certain things that you're trying to work on, and when you, when you get in a situation like this where the Reds have scored runs early, you you take batters where maybe you're trying to do something special, and he ended up walking a couple of guys. He did give up the long home run to Cody Bellinger, but for the most part, I thought he was on his game and a perfect tune-up for opening day. A couple of home runs by Adam Duvall, pretty good tune-up for him as well. Yeah, I think the big key for for Adam is just making sure that, that he's got his swing right and that his balance is right, and, and that really goes – uh, for every hitter coming out of training. There, there's there's so many different opinions for guys that are breaking camp, whether you're a pitcher or a hitter, you know you're on the team. When do you actually turn on the switch? And a lot of guys will say, well, I, I don't want to turn on the switch too early uh, because my adrenaline's not quite there. Some guys say, all right, I, I'm going to continue to mentally work on things until – I get ready for opening day, and it, it's it's different for every single player, and that's why for veteran players, I don't I don't put too much stock into into spring training, for for guys that have been successful big leaguers for a period of time, because they're they're just different ways that that guys approach it. I mean, a guy like Joey Votto, uh, you could worry yourself to death that he that he's not hitting. Uh, 350 and driving the ball out of the ballpark that doesn't bother me a lick uh, he he's going to be ready when the bell rings I, I don't worry about that kind of stuff injuries maybe 
for other guys, you, you think about it a little bit. But for the most part, the veteran guys, you start worrying when they don't do well and, and we're at the end of April. Today was the first day and really the only day that these guys play most of the game. Votto, Cozart, Duvall, they all played at least seven, and some of them played the entire game. Yeah, and, and, I, and I would imagine that, that, that Brian probably went to the players and, and especially the guys that are his everyday guys and said, look, you know, you want to play nine today, you want to play nine tomorrow. Uh, you, you make your choice because you've got you've to have a nine-inning game under your belt. Uh, just just from a mental standpoint, so that when you get uh, to opening day, you're not thinking about it a whole lot. And, and I would imagine that uh, during the, the exhibition games, uh, these guys are not going to play nine innings. They, they might get a couple of at-bats, and then they're out just to keep their legs fresh and get their body fresh for opening day. Uh, I mean, let's face it. Uh, this, when the season starts uh, against the Phillies and Feldman takes the mound, uh, that's when you you really want your guys to be ready and 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 have everything going in the right way. This 28th day of March was a busy, busy day in Reds camp, not only at the complex, but on the backside, on the minor league side as well. Let's go back there and talk about what happened there, and that's uh, Bronson Arroyo making a start. Uh, I'll throw out the number. You can kind of comment on what you've heard and read. 73 pitches today working with Tucker Barnhart. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the 73 pitches than I am about anything else that that went on in the ball game and there will be naysayers that say well he gave up uh, three consecutive home runs I I could care less about that the the key for Bronson is getting the pitch count up and knowing that he felt comfortable while he was out there Uh, there there was a saying and and it is it holds true because I've done this and and a lot of people have when you go down to, to face minor league hitters they have everything to gain by beating you you have nothing to gain you're a big leaguer you've been around and bronson's been around for 15 years Uh, what you're trying to do is make sure that you have your uh, mechanics right you have your release point right Uh, if a guy hits the ball out of the ballpark you just shake it off it's not a big deal it kind of works on your pride a little bit nobody likes to get hit and same thing for a hitter. Nobody likes to strike out, but you want to make sure that your body mechanics are right. You want to make sure that from a mental standpoint that you're ready to, to begin the season. And I think getting to 73 pitches today, you add 10 or 15 to that in his next start five days from now, that puts him right on schedule to be the fifth starter when we head to St. Louis. He'll throw again out here on Sunday. That's the second. And, yeah, then that puts him to uh, get ready to start on the seventh, as you mentioned against St. Louis. One more thing about Bronson, but before we get to that, a little side note. Dilson Herrera played the field today for the first time this spring. He had that shoulder issue uh, late last year when he was acquired by the Reds from the Mets. Had it again this spring, but uh, he's been DHing. But then once Brian decided to use the pitchers to hit, there were no more at-bats for Dilson. But it's good to know that he is playing the field and hopefully came through that okay because you really never know when some team may come calling regarding Cozart, all of a sudden you may need Herrera. Yeah, I was impressed with Herrera's bat here in spring training. Uh, I thought that he 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 had a great presence at the plate. I thought his swing was right on the money, showed some uh, power that I didn't really know that, that he had and I had not seen when he was in a Mets uniform. But the one concern that I have is 
he had this shoulder issue last year, and it took him out, especially after he was traded to the Reds. It took him out for a significant period of time. You go through a full offseason, you think, well, that, that should have healed or, or should have uh, gotten a little bit better, and yet he's missed the entire spring training because of a shoulder issue from a defensive standpoint. That's a concern to me, especially for a guy that we're projecting to, to play second base if something does happen to Cozart. Uh, the Reds did uh, make a move today to, to pick up Scooter Jeanette uh, when the Brewers uh, put him on waivers, and Jeanette is a second baseman. So at least you're covered from a big league standpoint there if Dilson Herrera is not the guy or is not ready to play second base. Okay, let's go back one more time to Bronson Arroy because I want to get your thoughts on the comment that he made. I thought it was great. He said, I'm about to pull off the impossible, make this club after missing two full years and being 40 years old. Well, uh, let's face it. He's missed a couple of years because of the, the surgeries that he had. And even even when you've been around a long time, you're, you're working hard. You do all the things that you're supposed to do from a, from a rehab protocol standpoint. And then you want to see it come to fruition on the field. And Bronson is a, is a tremendous competitor. I think he understands the, the pitching game as good as anybody I've been around. But understanding it, doing all the protocol, that doesn't mean that you can actually execute when you get out there. And I, I think for, for Bronson, he, he's got to be pleasantly surprised. He, he's got to be real happy with, uh, with his, just the way that he feels and, and his ability to recover. Because when you, when you go through all of the rehab and all of the issues that he's been through over the last couple of years, uh, it, it puts a lot of doubt in your mind. And, and doubt is devastating for a major league player. You can't have doubt when you take the mound or when you take the field because ultimately that's going to end up in failure. And right now I, I think Bronson is on the top of the world. Let's just hope and pray that he can continue to recover as we move along in the season and, and games get a little bit more difficult. And, again, he'll make one more start out here. It's the day before opening day, Sunday, April the 2nd. Then if all goes well, come to Cincinnati, join the team. Then if all continues to go well, make his 2017 debut on Friday night at Bush Stadium. That's April the 7th against the Cardinals. Well, we'd like to get you involved. Here are our numbers if you care to give us a call. Locally, 513-749-7000. If you're calling from outside the Cincinnati area, 1-800-843-2441. We're at Goodyear Ballpark. The Reds won today, 9-3 over the Dodgers. We'll take your calls when the Reds' hot stove league continues right after this. Reds' hot stove league rolls on from Goodyear Ballpark. The Reds a winner today, 9-3 over the Dodgers. So, one Cactus League game remaining. That's tomorrow afternoon. It starts at 3.05 Cincinnati time. Our coverage on the Reds Radio Network will kick things off beginning at 2.50. It'll be the left-hander Brandon Finnegan for the Reds against Carlos Carrasco of the Indians. We'd like to get you involved if you're so inclined. Our numbers again, 513-749-7000. Or if you're calling from outside the Cincinnati area, one 800 843 We have a caller on the line. Let's go to Eula from College Corner, Indiana. Hello, Eula. Hello. How are you? Fine. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was wondering if the uh, Brantley catcher that played today on the Reds team, is he related to Jeff? 
No, ma'am, he is not related to me. He is. He doesn't have an E in his last name. And I, I'm sure if you go back 20 or 30 years, there's somewhere along the line that his family tree kind of forks into my family tree. But um, we, are, we are not related, as far as I know, in any way, fashion, or form. And I have one more question. Yes, ma'am. Um, if I want to write to Bob Castellini or any of you guys, what's the address I send a letter to? I think if you send anything to the ballpark and put our name on it, uh, care of the Reds, uh, they get it to us, and we get a lot of fan mail that way. And you just you just send it to the address of the ballpark, and they will find us. What's the address of the ballpark? Well, if you just put uh, Great American Ballpark, Cincinnati Reds, Great American Ballpark, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45202, it'll get there. Yeah. Okay. 100 Joe Nuxall way, you're set either yeah. way with that. You don't do it with the 100 Joe Nuxall way? You, no, you can. can. You can You can put any of those on there. Uh, I, I think if you put Great American Ballpark and put our name on it, I, I think the Postal Service knows right where to bring it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Eula. We appreciate the call. Again, our numbers, if you'd like to give us a call and uh, be part of the program, 513-749-7000 or 1-800-843-2441. You mentioned, uh, Jeff, earlier the biggest news out of today, and eight uh, players were taken off the spring training roster, eight players taken off, but the biggest name that was added was the former brewer, Scooter Jeanette. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I was surprised that Jeanette was even available. I, I thought he had a pretty good year last year. I, I know there's been uh, an injury issue with his back last year. At least I believe it was his back. Uh, but he still hit the ball well. Uh, I think when once they got Jonathan VR and the things started to move and, and he was not playing on an everyday basis and still making a significant amount of money, I think it just kind of put him on the on the back burner, and you know it 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 just it just didn't quite work, I guess, for the Brewers situation. But it's the Reds' game to be able to get a hitter like that, especially for a guy that can play uh, middle infield and play an outfield spot. Though, though that's a tough combination, and you add to the fact that he's got uh, long range power. I mean, the guy can hit the ball out of the ballpark off the bench. Uh, it's a perfect fit for the Reds right now. He had 14 home runs last year, and he was kind of bumped out. Once Milwaukee brought up Orlando Arcia, and he took over at shortstop, moving this year VR to second base. He won the stolen base crown last year. It was simply a numbers thing. Yeah, and any time that you you have something like that and you know that this guy is, is not going to be able to play for you, I, I think that's – that's what they ended up doing. But that's why you have the waiver wire. That's why you have a 40-man roster or a 25-man roster. There are certain teams that are sitting and waiting. And, and this may not be the last move that, that the Reds make. I mean, it's just there are quality guys out there that just don't fit with their current club because of the young talent coming up. All right, let's go back to the phones. Jenny in Cincinnati, you're up next on the Reds Hot Stove League. Hi, I have a question for Jeff. I was listening to the game earlier, and he made a comment um, when uh, Feldman was pitching that 
he should have thrown a, a certain pitch to the sky. And I was wondering, whose responsibility is that? The catcher call in the game or the pitcher, you know, like yeah. to shake him off? Uh, Jenny, I, I think it's the the pitcher's responsibility in in most circumstances. When you have some younger guys that that are out there, it, it may be the catcher's fault. But for a veteran pitcher, and, and that may have been a situation where uh, Feldman wanted to try to use a 3-2 breaking ball. Uh, but, but in season, when you've got a hitter at the plate that, that's hitting 200 or below and it's 3-2, and two, uh, that's fastball time and you got to make him swing the bat. And that, that was basically my comment there. I, I was not concerned about the, about the pitch today. It's just something that as the season goes on or as you get into the regular season, you, you don't want to see a, a curveball or a trick pitch trick pitch uh with a guy that that's not hitting the ball very well you you take your chances it's tough enough to hit anyway and for a guy hitting 200 uh you take your chances on throwing him a strike okay thank you yes ma'am thank you jenny we appreciate it let's go back to the phones elijah from eaton you're up next hi elijah hi what's going on go red i bet you 20 bucks. Billy Hamilton is going to steal 80 bases this year. Well, I don't want to bet you on it, but 80 stolen bases would be a nice round figure for Billy. And the key to that, of course, is to play through the end of the year. Yeah, and, and not only that, Elijah, I, I think that if if Billy can steal 80 bases, uh, not only does that mean that he's he's running a lot that means he's on base a lot and when billy's on base a lot we know he's going to skip going to steal but we also know that the reds are going to score some runs so uh, a big key for the reds this year from an offensive standpoint would be billy hamilton getting on base a lot and putting up that number like you're talking about with 80 bases yeah all right thank you elijah thank you very much what do you think of Billy Hamilton's work so far this spring? Well, I think if you look at the, the batting average, it's not, it's not what I think anybody expected for an entirety of spring training. I thought he had a really good day today. And, and it goes back to what I was discussing earlier with, with guys that have been around a while and trying to work on things. You know that, I mean, you know coming into spring training, Billy Hamilton's going to play center field even if he didn't get a hit this spring. And – I think that, that Billy is, is trying to see as many pitches as possible, trying to do as much as he can to, to prepare himself. Uh, there were quite a few times that I saw him bunting with, with two strikes, and you foul it off, you're, you're out. It, it ends up being a, a, a strikeout. So uh, not, not concerned so much with that, uh, but if you, you get into the beginning of the season and he's hitting – 170 then it becomes a concern we have callers on the line marvin's waiting susan's waiting we'd like to get you involved our numbers 513-749-7000 or 1-800-843-2441 this is the final reds hot stove league program of the season and we'll continue after this Stove League on this Tuesday, March the 28th. 
Talking about uh, opening day coming up on Monday, April the 3rd. Talking about the moves the Reds made today. Reassigning uh, eight players from big league to minor league camp. And adding Scooter Jeanette, the former everyday second baseman of the Milwaukee Brewers. We have callers on the line, so let's go back there. Let's start with Marvin from Independence. You're up. Hi, Marvin. Hey, how you doing today, guys? We're doing good, Marvin. Hey, uh I'm a retired Marine, and the past couple of years I've used, uh, first it was Aaron's Army, then Bruce's Battalion, and of course both of those are gone. So I wonder if you had any information on whether they were going to continue that program with somebody else's uh, sponsoring it or not. You know, I don't have any information. I don't, uh, Jeff, you say you don't either. That's more of a, a thing that comes from a certain player stepping forward and going to right. the front office and saying, hey, I want to start this program or I want to continue, as you said, this program, uh, first Aaron Harang and then Jay Bruce. If one is if one is going to continue that, we have not been told about it yet, but my advice would uh, be to uh, pay attention to what's going on on the Reds' website. They'll put something like that up there. Or if you care to call the Reds' uh, front office, I'm sure, and ask that question, they can uh, tell you if something like that is going to happen. Yep. Oh, I could do that. I just thought maybe like Duvall's division would be a nice one, you know. <laughs> or Shev- or Shebler's servicemen. All right. Something. But Marvin, yeah, number somebody. one, thank you for your service, my man. Oh, I Big appreciate time. it, Jeff. Thank you. All, All right. right. You thank guys you, take care. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Let's go to Susan from Cincinnati. Hi, Susan. Hi. Um, it's good to talk to you. I want to make a suggestion about the injuries that happen to the ball players. Uh, I know they have doctors and all that good stuff, but I think a lot of injuries can be prevented if they have someone uh, helping them with minerals so their bones don't break and stuff to, for nutrition so they they don't get so many injuries. I think about that during the season, and uh, so I decided to call. I had access to you. I usually can't get online or, you know, don't know how I was going to write a letter last year and uh, minerals can do a lot of good things for the bones and all the injuries. That's a good observation, Susan, actually. And in fact, the Reds now do have a nutritionist. They have a specific chef that cooks the, the healthy food for them. So they are going in that direction. Something that really wasn't available back when you played, was it? No, I, I think that that back then it was more about conditioning and uh, not as much about diet as as it is now. And and I think the the repetitive nature of of our game has has really forced baseball uh, to to look at all facets of your physical and mental and emotional conditioning simply because there's been hundreds of millions of dollars that clubs are spending uh, on players that are on the disabled list. So, uh, Susan, your thought process is right in line with what Major League Baseball is doing today. Fantastic. I mean, even like carpal tunnel, you know, when you do repetitive motions with your uh, wrists and hands, I had that. And uh, the doctor said, I had the surgery. He said, well, I'll see you next year. Uh, Well, uh, or I don't know what time frame he said, but uh, I did something different with the other one, and I never had to go back. Just like vitamin B6 and vitamin E will 
take care of those kind of repetitive situations. And I think it's fantastic that they're paying attention to that. I think it's huge. You're right really on the huge. money, Susan. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Let's continue. We have uh, Jeff on the line. We have John on the line. Let's go to Jeff from Hamilton. Hi, Jeff. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, pleasure to talk to you guys. And this comment uh, for you, Jim, um, it's not baseball related, but I want to give props to you. I know you're the voice of the NKU Norse men's basketball team. Props to the men this year for a good year. I mean, I was up in Indianapolis for that NKU-UK game, and your boy, the boys hung in there nicely. I mean, they represent NKU well. And I just want to let you guys know that. I appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. They did have a great year, and it was fun calling the games. And uh, we'll look forward, once the fall rolls around again next year, to do it again. So thank you very much. We have callers on the line. John is waiting. Rick is waiting. And you can get involved if you're so inclined. Give us a call, 513-749-7000 or outside the Cincinnati area, 1-800-843-2441. This is the Reds Hot Stove League live from Goodyear Ballpark here in Goodyear, Arizona. Back with more right after this. Reds Hot Stove League from Goodyear Ballpark continues. We have a lot of callers that we want to get to, so let's go right back to the phones and start with John in Indianapolis. You're up next on the Hot Stove League. Hello, John. Hi. Good job, guys. I, uh, I'm a big follower of the uh, roster, opening day roster, and so I wanted to find out uh, what's the latest on the uh, um, the uh, bench players uh Versus you know, Jennings, Rayburn, Al, was it Alcantara and Kivlihan and Jeanette? Are those uh, they all can't make it? I don't think. No, they can't. And uh, right now, what we're hearing, it's going to be four. I don't know if it'll change possibly yeah. and go to five. We do know that Stuart Turner is going to be uh, the backup catcher. He's the Rule Five draftee that they acquired from Minnesota. We know that Scooter Jeanette will be a guy on the bench. That's the fellow that the Reds uh, claim today from uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Right. We know that uh, Irismendi Alcantara will be a utility player on this team. That's three. And we know that Patrick Kivlahan will be a member of this team. He's a non-roster invitee whom the Reds claimed from San Diego the last week of the regular season last year. So right now, if they stick with four, and that's what they're saying, those would be the four. Is that right, Jeff? Yeah, I think the the only issue would be if if the Reds went out and claimed another player like they did with Scooter Jeanette, and, and the same goes with, with the pitching staff. If, if there's a starting pitcher or a, a reliever that ultimately ends up getting cut loose, very similar to Dan Straley last year, a uh, team has too many starting pitchers or too many guys in the bullpen, the Reds deem them as a, as a quality pitcher uh, pitcher, then, yeah, that could change a little bit. But for the guys that are in camp and the guys that have not been sent out, Kivlahan uh, appears to be the next guy in order out of those players that you mentioned. And Thank what you. It also, you bet, John. What it also does is allow the Reds to only have to make, for opening day, one 40-man roster adjustment, right? Well, except for Bron- – well, be a couple because they've got Bronson Arroyo that they've got to uh, get on the 40-man roster and Kivlahan, who they'll have to get on the 40-man roster. Okay. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Rick in Maysville. Is that right, Rick? Marysville. Sorry, Rick. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, with the uh, what I've heard about the starting rotation, and 
I've been saying, and I'm a Reds realist, I know it's going to be a tough year, but I wanted to see the young kids actually, you know, in the rotation and let them learn at this level. I know it's tough. But do you think there's enough offense where you can kind of be, still be competitive, you know, with the guys, you know, the younger guys in the rotation with the leadership of Arroyo? I think that I think that they can be. I think the the big issue is the top end of this order, and you look at guys that are that had good second halves last year. You look at Billy Hamilton, some of the adjustments that he made, uh, how well Joey Votto hit in the second half. Uh, I, I believe that Jose Peraza is is going to be a star in this game, and. Scott Shebler did very well in the second half. I, I was a bit concerned about Adam Duvall's second half. But all of that comes down to adjustments. And you've got a healthy Zach Cozart who's swinging the bat very well right now. So those guys ha- have been in the big leagues. They understand what it takes uh, to play on an everyday basis. I think they understand what it takes to, to put runs on the board. And if the if the starting pitching can – just keep the game in hand, where where it's not uh, just a crazy ball game to begin. Uh, I think we have a much stronger bullpen this year uh, than we did in April of last year, and, and I think that's a big plus. The, the The issue that I see, especially early in April, is if you get a starting pitcher that gets knocked out of the ball game in the third or the fourth inning, and that happens more than one time in a week, then it puts a lot of stress on your bullpen. It also puts a lot of stress on your offense. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate the call. Let's go to Sycamore and Roger. You're up next. Hi, Roger. How you doing, guys? Very well. Um, my my question has to do with something I just Jeff kind of just mentioned about uh, about Jose Raza and. Um, I I haven't heard recently how he was doing. I know he started the spring, but I was curious to see how he's doing now. And the second part is whether Kuchin um, would take any of his time. I assume since they got rid of Brandon Phillips, that probably wouldn't be the case. But I was curious if they had any thought process of of uh, working him in a little slower, or, or is he definitely going to be the guy this year? So. No, Peraza's going to be the guy. On opening day, he'll start at second base. But uh, as Jeff was talking about earlier, the fact that Dilson Herrera didn't play in the field this spring until today, the second to the last day of Cactus League play, that and probably the fact that he's a, a versatile player and an every, a former everyday player, he's still only 26, leads to uh, the claiming of Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, Scooter Jeanette is a, a second baseman by trade. He can also play third. And he can play in the outfield. He's done all of those things in the big leagues for the Milwaukee Brewers. Also a left-handed bat that can hit the ball out of the ballpark, especially late in the ball game. It's a it's a good addition for the Reds. Uh, but I think your your concern is someone taking over for Brandon Phillips at second base. I really believe that Jose Peraza is going to be an awfully good player, not, not just from a defensive standpoint. I, I think he's got a great bat. I think he's got a great idea about how to play the game instinctively, uh, really acute when it gets down to to doing the fundamental things in the game and the fact that he can steal bases uh, with pretty much regularity. It gives the Reds a real one-two punch at the top of the order that they've not had in some time with Billy Hamilton and Jose Peraza, and then you have uh, Joey Votto, 
batting after that. If those guys are on base with any semblance of regularity, uh, the Reds have an awfully good chance to score, especially early in the ball game. Yeah, Hi, I know Roger. he uh, he did real well at the end of the uh, end of the year, and, and it certainly helped out Votto a lot. So I'm, I'm hoping that continues again. So. Well, I think too with with Peraza that you you have a a guy that is normally used to playing one position all the time. He came up as a shortstop last year. Uh, he was playing all over the place. He played in center field. He played at shortstop. He played second base. Uh, he was everywhere. And and I think getting a guy in a spot where he's comfortable, he's going to be there on a regular basis. Uh, hopefully, he can find a spot in the order that that he's comfortable with. But even if he didn't, I, I believe that, that Jose Peraza is just going to be one of those guys that Reds fans are really going to enjoy watching play. Thank you, Roger. We appreciate the call. Thank you. You bet. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with our final segment of tonight's Reds Hot Stove League from Goodyear right after this. All right, we're closing in on the top of the hour. We have one more call. Let's go to Zach in Delhi. Hi, Zach. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. Pleasure to be on the big one. Hey, I got a question as we're talking about the Reds a little bit. Uh, when do you think we'll see a winning Reds team, or could I put it as a winning playoff season, or maybe even a World Series? I I think you're at least a couple of years away from that, and the reason I say that is from an experience standpoint. Uh, yeah. A lot. Of, Everything depends on how fast the young pitchers come. And if they come quickly, then that ultimately moves your timetable up as well. I mean, there there are plenty of guys on this club that have big league stuff that could be successful. They've just got to learn how to use their stuff accordingly. Totally agree with you, but I, I have a feeling that we're just doing a little bit too much rebuilding. We're getting rid of the many people. We're switching people around. I just don't see us finding a good, strong foundation for this team anytime soon. Especially no, I, Brian Price I, I as dis- our manager. I, I disagree with that because I, I think we've got we've got a lot of guys here that have promising uh, abilities that that we've seen here in spring training. They may not make the club right now. I, I've seen some younger guys that I, I really believe are going to be here sooner rather than than later, and. Obviously, the guys that are on the big league club right now are going to get the first shot at it and have an opportunity to to have some success. But if they don't, you can be assured there'll be some changes quickly. Zach, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Yep, thank you. Have a good one. You bet. You bet. No announcement uh, that we were aware of, Cowboy, as to who's going to fill the remainder of the rotation spot. Feldman, Finnegan, Arroyo is a battle between Robert Stevenson, Amir Garrett, Rookie Davis, and I guess, and Cody Reed. Yeah, and you can throw Robert Stevenson into that, that mix as well. I, I think that a couple of those guys may end up uh, being pushed to the bullpen. Uh, but the last starts for a lot of those guys, even with Sal Romano, they, they weren't uh, the kind of starts I think that, that Brian and, and Dick Williams were looking for. And with that being the case, uh, you, you look at you just look at results. And Barrett Aston, a kid that pitched today, pitched two and a third, outstanding innings today and he's had a great spring except for one game that was in las vegas and i throw that one out the window uh, he's thrown the ball awfully well uh, he's got an ability to throw three pitches for a strike he understands how to pitch the adding and subtracting of 
of pitching as far as speeds go. And, and I would say the same for Rookie Davis. I, I saw Rookie Davis make an adjustment in his last start with a breaking ball, a very short, quick slider that he was able to throw for strikes. And that's a pitch that you have to have in the big leagues. You've got to have a secondary pitch that you can throw at least 50 50 to 60% of the time for a strike. And it can't always be a swing and miss type pitch. So uh, those two guys uh, have moved to the top of the list for me. I don't know if they are uh, as far as Brian and and Dick Williams are concerned, but uh, they've thrown the ball awfully well and, and have pitched their well to, pitched their way uh, for a chance to make this club. Well, all right. Uh, tomorrow, the final Cactus League game of the spring against the Indians. It'll start at 3.05. Our coverage on the Reds radio network at 2.50. Brandon Finnegan against Carlos Carrasco. Off day Thursday in Louisville Friday night for a game. In Dayton Saturday afternoon for a game. And then the opener comes up on Monday. We thank all of you for listening to the Reds Hot Stove League. We appreciate all your calls right here on the Reds Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.